0: everybody and welcome back to another episode of the public announcement podcast and today our topic is very interesting and i'm very riled up to talk about it because we are going to be talking about communism and uh, and modern day communism in question and how it basically can be further from reality. So yeah, I basically set my stance on it. I'm by no means a communist, but I'm also by no means a, um, a capitalist or whatever those pricks call themselves. I am just going to list off the Or try to, you know, debate, try to open up a discussion on the entire ideology, what it means or what it shouldn't mean, or, you know, maybe also debunk some common points or misconceptions. So let's begin with that, you know. Um, alright, so communism, how did it begin really? I'm not gonna bore you with years and fucking names, you're still not gonna remember them, but the important point is that it was began by the working class, right? It was the struggle of the working class that was so promoted in all these books about communism and you would think that it would be the working class that would continue the legacy of communism, right? Because let's, let's not be blind here, uh, the working class still has their problems, the working class still has lots of problems to solve and um, quite Quite frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if some of them just decided to go for ed But no, you don't get the working class as the main... Um as the main promoters of communism these days you know the main promoters this is actually quite funny are the middle and higher classes of the society when we talk about economic stability or economics right these are the people who go to rallies and shout you know uh, eat the rich and shit like that it is not the working class it is not the blue collars anymore this is people or I would dare to say teenagers who go out and shout these things, right? People who grow up in suburban neighborhoods, people who grow up in cushy suburban neighborhoods, people who grow up having not really any financial struggle whatsoever, like not a serious one. Of course, you know, you sometimes don't have money or you sometimes don't have enough money, but... It's not like you're starving on the street, dead, right? You know, it's not that type of struggle. or It's not like working in a coal mine for 12 hours type of struggle, right? Okay, maybe not everybody is like this, but I would dare to say that the 90% of all the promoters of communism these days are from these groups, are exactly from these groups, right? So this is why you see for example remember that image that was taken a few years back when there was this girl with the sign which I said I think if I can't afford a ramen or 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 whatever if I can't afford some fucking food I'll uh, I'll eat dirt right you know yeah quirky little joke except she was wearing shoes for $200 right for somebody out of a blue collar family or for a kid of a of a blue collar father or mother or both of the parents this is unacceptable right the the kid cannot afford 200 dollars shoes that's probably the price of his entire outfit that is probably the money they spend only on food during the month right that is a shit ton of money to put for shoes i don't say like okay let's not buy shoes for 200 dollars. if you've got the money well okay and you want to spend it there sure you know you do you what i'm saying is that for the people that communism is supposed to protect 200 Dollar shoes are something they cannot afford. The middle and higher class life is something they cannot afford, right? And it's quite funny to see that people uh, like these uh, promote communism. I will get to back, I will get to why in a in a second. But what I wanted to s- say by this is that don't be surprised by who's promoting communism today. So the second thing is that these people, when we continue the point you have to really think about it they don't really have uh an idea of how finances work or how finances work in general all right they don't really have an idea how the world economy works or how this or that works they're not really educated in that sphere they usually have like very basic idea of how personal finances work even to that point i would dare to say that they don't because people who grow up in poor families have a much stronger tendency to value money right because not everything is put on the table just like right there you have to earn your money you have to uh you have to do i don't know different summer jobs you have to somehow make and generate the income so you can have some goods that the middle class just enjoys without even paying attention to them right this is the type of stuff I'm talking about. These modern-day communists, and I would even dare to say some of the old communists, but yeah, let's 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 not talk about those. They don't really have an idea of how interconnected the world today is. How you cannot really get around just by saying that, oh, now I will not trade with any other non-red country. The entire world economy is interconnected today. This is not the 18th 17th uh, 16th century or something even then the entire world economy was interconnected but you could get away with just becoming a secluded community it was it was not so important to be connected to everybody as it is in the 21st century or even at the end of the 20th we have to understand this and therefore, I would like to move to the point of competition. This is what the communists have like a grudge against, competition. Why should there be a competition on the market? It's good if there is just like one, one state-owned thing and they will just produce products for everybody. Yeah, okay, sure, have like one state monopoly. But the thing is, competition is the is one of the best things that could happen. And I'm going to explain why. Imagine you have two companies. You have company A and company B. Uh, company A wants to attract certain number of customers. Company B wants to attract certain number of customers because these two companies have the same product, right? Therefore, they're struggling for every customer. They, they, they want to sell as much products to make as much profit, blah, 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 blah. You know this basic doctrine. So what do they do? Well, in order to do something, well, they the basic is to either have a better product than company, whatever, company B, for example, or have a cheaper product than company B, for example, right? So company A gets into research, gets into whatever, and they come out with a cheaper product. But then company B is like, ha, okay, they have a cheaper product, let's do something else. And they also research, and suddenly they have even a cheaper product. So at the end of the day, the consumer gets the best deal out of this, right? Okay, I I already see some of you saying, like, there are backroom deals, backroom deals. Okay, I get that. Yeah, there are backroom deals. There are companies who decide to go into, like, one big syndicate, you call it, or cartel. I don't fucking know what you call, like, the, like, connecting of corporations into, like, one big whatever group. And they decide on the prices and essentially become a monopoly, Right. I even to—I f- even think that's illegal in some countries. But uh, all I'm saying is that, okay, yeah, we cannot be blind that sometimes capitalism doesn't work in this regard, right? That the companies come together and they steadily increase prices. But communism just sets this notion from the get-go. It's basically like, okay, so here's a monopoly and they will do good. But of course, the monopoly is not controlled by a private individual. It's controlled by the state. And and you might say, haha! But the state has the interest of the of the citizens on the highest pedestal. Therefore, there is no way this monopoly can be uh, unprosperous to the citizens, or they can have high prices. Well, let me tell you something else. If you have a state-owned monopoly in that state, there is only one company producing, let's say, telephone phones. Do they really have any initiative to somehow improve? N- not really. You know, it's the only product available in that country there is no other competition there is nobody battling them for customers they know that the people need a telephone phone right they don't have to fucking improve the people will just take whatever they can have and just be happy with it right it won't be the best telephone it won't be by far the most advanced one but it will be a telephone at the end of the day. And this is why competition is good for a second reason, because it encourages research. Research is expensive, research is time-consuming, nobody has time to just do research out of his goodwill. And monopolies, and even state-owned monopolies, they don't do this, They, they, they have no initiative to research, because the people have one product and that's about it. There is nothing else available on the market except that one product. And they have no initiative to improve that product because the people will buy it no matter what. So why spend extra time and money doing something? Here and there, they do improve it to seem like they're doing something. But it's a slow process that takes years and years instead of months and months in capitalism. Another big problem that comes with state-owned monopolies, let's say there is a state-owned chain of grocery stores, the only one in the state. Let's say you go against the state. The state can very... The state can basically say, well, you don't, you don't get to enter our shop. Just like in capitalism, certain shops can say, you don't, you, we won't serve you for whatever fucking reason. We won't fucking serve you. But in capitalism, you can say, oh, you won't serve me? Right, I'll just go next door to the competition. You, know, you, you lose your money, I'll just go there. right?" Uh, they cannot afford not to serve you as a customer because you'll just get up and leave to the competition. But if a state-owned monopoly refuses to serve you because you said something against the state, who are you going to go to? You're going to escape the borders and then come back with groceries? Are you fucking crazy? There is no point. So people just become obedient fucks. You know, they are just like, okay, just, just so I can enter this grocery store, let's not be very political here. I, I love communism. Viva la revolución and whatever. Not. You know, and this is the problem with monopolies. They have the ultimate power. And once they become state-owned, well, you have a recipe for disaster right there. But that even is not the main problem of communism, right? These are two very serious issues that nobody seems to address, right? But the main problem of communism is that once you have today, today you have a global economy. You cannot work as a country individually. You can't have your own affairs, But your affairs somehow become global affairs too, because you are a part of global economy. And therefore, since everybody is the member, every action of even the smallest, most fucking unknown member becomes an influence on how the community will look like. And therefore, if you just decide, okay, let's cut away from this, you will fail as a country. So the only way, if we are talking really hypothetical here, the only way communism can succeed in the long term is if all the countries, every single one of the countries in the world, would just like this, become communist. If everybody is a commie, then everybody can remain a commie. But once one country decides to just go full capitalism or something, or full whatever other system, boom, it's done. It, let me explain why. Because once people see the progress in the other country, and communism is very, 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 very slow when it comes to progress, there is virtually no fucking progress. Let, let's just be frank here. When the other country sees the progress, when the other country sees the progress of the non-communist country, the people are just gonna be like, "Hey, wait, 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 wait a minute! Why those? Why do they get technologies that I cannot have? Well, fuck you, communism!" And they and they just make another revolution, and boom, there goes your communism try. And then it takes them five years to catch up. You know. It, and um that that is exactly what happens if everybody in the world and and let's just let's just think about how improbable that is that countries like america that countries like like france or countries like i don't know italy or or great britain would just fucking become communists all of a sudden just like, yeah, you know, let, let's 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 just abort all the freedoms we have and all the luxuries. Let's just become red, you know, yeah, sure. Let, let's just fucking, you know, viva la revolucion and let's just d- d- do whatever. It, it's the most bullshit thing I've seen or heard or whatever. And therefore communism can work in an interconnected global economy. It could work when you can separate a country from the other country, but it cannot work in an interconnected global economy where, where your country relies on your neighbor country and that country relies on that other country and therefore you rely on that country as well because it has influence on the country you rely on, right? It sounds complicated, but it makes sense. It's Imagine it as a web where if one piece of the web starts moving, the entire web starts fucking shaking and everybody's like, what the fuck is happening? You know, just turning around and calling each other and diplomacies and whatnot, right? You cannot have a country in this climate that's communistic. Because uh, communistic means you put up walls and you say, hey, no capitalists shall enter here. That is basically what you're doing by being a communist country. So let's sum it up. Let's sum it up why communism is so fucking bad and why I hate it. Uh, How about, this is just a suggestion, instead of trying to eat the rich or whatever your proposition is, we should rather focus on solving the problems at hand. And many people might say, well, communism is the solution. No, it's not. No, it's not. It has not functioned a single time. Even countries which are communistic today, they are just communist on paper, right? In China, for example, yes, there is that big party. Yes, they still have those propagandas. Yes, there is a massive censorship. But that country still has to adapt to the global market. Otherwise, they would not function. And the global market is not communist at all. So China, whatever communist ideology they're still having, they are, at the end of the day, capitalist. Or, in nature of business, they are. They still have to trade, they still have to work with other capitalist countries. And that's the, that's the main issue. Instead of uh, suggesting that we implement a totalitarian and uh, oppressive regime, how about we work with the cars we have on table? How about we just... Uh, look at the situation and solve the problems with our mind with our rationality not with uh, dreaming of impossible utopias because somebody said so 20 fucking years ago some guy named marx or whatever and it's and it sickens me that some people are able to affect lives of millions and millions of people just for their benefit you think these high and middle classes are doing it because they 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 believe that communism is actually good no they see it as a jab at the richer. They see it as a way to fulfill their jealousy. You know, they, uh, we will kill the rich. And in the process, we will get richer because we are the leaders of the revolution. And they say, oh, you know, all the money's going to go to the poor. No, it's fucking not. These people don't want communism. They want to put down the, the rich from their thrones because they are envious that those people are there. That's why you see these people screaming, there is no way these people earn their money, honestly. I'm not saying that all money in all world was earned honestly, but most of these people are competent enough to own companies where they can earn that money honestly. Where lots of people find value in their products and therefore they are willing to give their money to that product. And that means that we shouldn't just say uh, like, well, fuck those people. Let's just take away everything from them. We should learn from those people. We should at least observe what they are doing right and somehow try to implement that in our own lives or ask them to solve the issues at hand because they also have their personal uh, on a personal level. They also care about preserving earth and all that type of stuff. Right. Nobody wants to die. So how about we focus on solving the problems at hand and not changing ideologies, not changing this, not trying communism again for the 50th fucking time and only seeing it crumble away 10 years later. How about we just start solving problems, people, okay? If you are a commie, I have nothing personal against you. All I'm saying is that your fury doesn't fucking work. It will never fucking work. And it was a mistake that somebody has even wrote about it. All right, I'm sorry, Marx. I I I've read his books. I find him that he's a good writer, but a bad uh, but a bad uh, philosopher. And that, my friends, is everything. I will ha- leave a link to my website, which I made using capitalist companies, in the description, and you can fill out a short. Uh, questionnaire in a way where you can sign up for weekly emails, where I will remind you that there is a new episode or something, and also weekly emails with an absolutely free news newsletter where I deliver the most important events of the week, so you can have a general idea of what's going on in the global market, <laughs> or you know, and you can invest your money or do whatever the fuck you want with the news I send you. All right. So the link will be in the description. Uh, just click on it. It takes maybe five, ten seconds. Mm-hmm i made the questionnaire very short all right and for now thank you so much for listening and well you know stay safe the coronavirus is still out there so safe safe stay home and most importantly have a nice day and week thank you so much